You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey, 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 it's your host, Tish. September was National Recovery Month, so I wanted to make sure to get in at least one episode where I talked about, well, my journey with alcoholism and what recovery has given me. So I have been sober for seven years as of last March, um, this past March, so it'll be coming up on eight years, God willing, in March. And, you know, Shining Self is all about sharing stories of hope, love, and transformation. So it's so fitting that what I want to talk about today and what recovery has given me is hope, love, and transformation. So before I was willing to admit that I had a drinking problem and that I was an alcoholic, I did not have a whole lot of hope. I, you know, I literally felt hopeless. I had done so many things in my life that, you know, had just kind of all accumulated and um, I just... I wasn't sure how to get myself out of so many of those situations and lots of things from childhood and, you know, adult, early adult um, things just were adding up and I used alcohol to numb and to not have to deal with so many different things. And as I'm numbing out so many things and not dealing with those things, it also is causing other issues in my life, Um, you know, financial issues. um, Towards the end of my drinking career, you know, I was losing family. Not that I was losing family, but um, they just had dealt with a lot. So it kind of was, I don't want to say that I was losing the relationships. But, um, you know, with my sister, she had put up with a lot. (laughs) in my drinking career. And um, I think she was kind of tired of me at the end. But yeah, I just, you know, I was losing friends, I was losing family, my business was falling apart. And I was just feeling so hopeless. I had actually considered suicide, because I did not know how to turn my life around. Thankfully, I'm here. So obviously, I did not choose suicide. And, um, and I say that, you know, kind of with a little tongue in cheek humor, even though I know that that's not really a topic that, you know, deserves tongue in cheek humor. Um, So I wasn't, you know, trying to be like insensitive about that topic. But anyways, so the morning of my 35th birthday, the morning after my 35th birthday, sorry, I woke up and there was a man passed out in bed next to me. Now, interestingly, this time it wasn't a stranger. It was actually somebody that I knew. I had dated his brother back in high school. (laughs) Oh boy, oh boy. So whatever reason, that is the morning that was like my rock bottom. Like here, this person is laying passed out in bed next to me. And as he's snoring away, I'm laying in bed, just tears rolling down my cheeks, and I'm just sobbing. 
because I knew that I could not continue to live my life the way that I was living. I knew that if I didn't end up committing suicide, I was actually killing myself with the amount of alcohol and the drinking that I was doing. So I, you know, I'm laying there in bed sobbing and it's like I'm just having this coming to Jesus meeting with myself. I know that I can't continue living that way any longer, but I don't know how the hell to get out of like the mess that I have myself in. I'm so dependent on alcohol at that time in my life. I mean, when I would get out of bed, I would open like a can of beer or pour, um, you know, a mixed, I would make a mixed drink because I needed that alcohol to, um, one, stop my shakes and two, to just like function and be able to like even think to start my day. So um, anyways, finally, this dude wakes up, you know, I get him the hell out of my apartment. And I realized that I need to make some calls because I need somebody to help me and point me into some freaking direction where I can talk to somebody and figure out a way to get some help. So, you know, I do all that. I end up getting in touch um, with this one person. They put me in touch with another person and I end up going into outpatient addiction treatment and I also go into therapy. So, and I also go into AA. So all of that's happening. And I would love to say that, you know, just that combination of those things, the outpatient addiction treatment, the therapy and AA meetings, I'd love to say, whoo, that was my magic wand. My life changed. Yeah, no, (laughs) it has been a long ass journey and it has, oh my gosh. So when I say long ass journey, I mean a long ass journey. And, you know, change doesn't happen overnight. But that's almost kind of like what I was, I don't want to say quote unquote, expecting when I went into AA. Um, But I was expecting like, just suddenly my life to be better. It's almost like back when I became a Christian many, many years ago, after I got saved, I suddenly just expected, oh, boom, I'm a Christian, my life is going to be great. Well, it wasn't, um, because life still happens. So I, you know, am immersing myself in everything that I need to do. And I'm, you know, going to AA meetings, I'm, I'm finally, I got a sponsor, I was working with the sponsor, and doing all the stuff. Well, I was one month and six days away from my two year sobriety anniversary. And I went back out drinking. Now in AA, they say that a relapse um, happens before the actual drinking part of the relapse happens. So that was so true. The relapse was happening in my head way before I ever picked up that first drink. So I was invited to meet some friends at a bar who were coming in from out of town. And I knew that that was kind of, you know, like a red flag for me, because I was not willing to share in any of my AA meetings or with my sponsor that I had been invited to a bar and I was going. So, you know, they say hindsight's twenty twenty. Looking back on that, I do realize that that was a red flag. Um, and then just knowing that I was thinking about, like, 
ooh, you know, the different drinks that I could have and this and that. Those were all red flags. So I went to this bar, boom, I end up drinking. And thank God I only went back out for 24 hours and then I was right back into the program. Um, And that was actually, oh goodness, my poor kid. He is so amazing and just wonderful. And sadly, he was so well-versed in alcoholism and dealing with his mother that when I went to apologize to him that next morning after being back out drinking, because I had been lying to him all night when he was checking in with me while I was at the bar about if I was doing okay, I was lying and telling him that I was not drinking, that I was okay. But that next morning, as I'm trying to apologize to him, and he's like, you don't owe me an apology. You need to apologize to yourself and call your sponsor. So kudos to my kiddo for being just as wise as he was. And sadly, he was like 16 at that time. Um, But how amazing that he knew that that's what I needed to do. So all of that. And, you know, it's so cliche sometimes to say that the relapse is what I needed. But it honestly, truly was that part of my journey that I needed to kind of kick my ass into gear, so to speak, to make me realize that I really needed to take my sobriety seriously and to get serious about putting more time and effort into working the program and making those changes within myself and doing the inner work that needed to be done, which meant dealing with shit that needed to be dealt with that I had chose to drink to numb that stuff. So all of that. So that's the first thing that my sobriety and recovery has given me is hope. Because once I started doing all that work and peeling those onion layers, because (laughs) once you work on something and you think that you have dealt with things, I can guarantee that another layer of your onion is going to peel and you are going to have more shit to deal with. (laughs) And even after all this time, I'm here to tell you that I still have layers of my onion that are being peeled and shit that needs to be dealt with. It is just an ongoing process. Um, The other thing that my recovery and sobriety has given me is transformation. I am not the person that I was nine years ago, 10 years ago, however long it's been since I went into AA. I am not that same person that I was all those years ago. Thank freaking God. And I'm not the same person that I was two years ago. I'm not even probably the same person that I was a year ago or even six months ago. Because as I continue to do all this inner work and personal development and, you know, making myself a priority above other things, I continue to evolve and change. And transformation is not always a bad thing. Usually it's a good thing. So, you know, my sobriety and my recovery have given me hope that I've already talked about, transformation that I've already talked about, and love. And I don't, when I'm talking about love, I'm not, um, oh goodness, I'm not specifically speaking in terms of like a significant other. Although yes, love encompasses that as well. But I'm talking about self-love. 
So when I very first went into AA, the women around those tables would always tell me, we will love you until you can love yourself. And I would roll my eyes and I would think, what the hell? Like, that is the most insane thing that you would ever say to somebody that is coming into this program to, you know, fix, well, not quote unquote fix, but to, um, you know, get help with their drinking problem. And, oh God, it used to annoy me when they would say that. Like, I would hear it all the time. And I literally thought these women were crazy. Like, I was just like, I don't freaking need love. I do not need anybody to love me. Blah, blah, blah. Well, oh man, it, I so needed their love because that was part of my journey in learning to love myself enough to continue to want sobriety and make sobriety a important part, you know, of my life and my journey. And like just the, I think back to how hopeless I was and how much I hated, like, I just hated life, but I really hated myself back when I first went into AA. And it wasn't even just about my body image. It was just, I felt like I was like the biggest, I get so emotional still talking about this. I felt like I was the biggest loser. Like I felt like I had fucked my life up so bad that I could not you know, ever love myself or let alone change and become, you know, a better person. <laughs> and I'm so happy and thankful that I love myself today. And yes, that includes my body and being big and fat. Like I just, I genuinely love myself. I look in the mirror now and I don't just see this worthless person that, you know, messed their life up so bad that they could never climb their way out of. Like, I see this amazing woman who just has become so empowered and so, I've just grown into, you know, what I feel like is just an amazing woman. Um, I'm very proud of, you know, how far I've come and how many changes my life has made. And like, yeah, it just, I'm sorry. <laughs> I get so emotional sometimes when I talk about this stuff and just the, you know, the love of myself. Like that has been probably the number one most important thing that my sobriety and recovery has taught me. Because back when I didn't love myself and, you know, I didn't have any self-esteem or self-value, like, I was doing so many crazy things to hurt myself. Um, and yeah, I could go down a whole nother rabbit trail, you know, talking about all that. And I won't, but I'm just so thankful for, you know, my sobriety and my recovery. And uh, if you follow me on social media, you know, over the last year, I have admitted that there have been times that I have really been struggling with my sobriety and wanting to drink. And the reason that I'm open about it is because it's part of my journey. You know, sometimes I've had conversations with people and they think that after all this time, like it just, you know, drinking never crosses my mind again, or I never struggle with wanting to pick up again. And that's just not true. Um, so yeah, I just, 
oh my gosh, now I've like completely went down a rabbit trail and I forgot what I was talking about. And uh, anyways, so today I just wanted to, you know, get this episode in because I'm so thankful for, you know, National Recovery Month and we do recover, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm lucky to be here. I'm blessed to be here. And I believe that I'm here for a reason and doing what I do because I have a plan and I have a purpose. Um, So yeah, that's just what I wanted to share with you today that, you know, my recovery and my sobriety have given me hope, love and transformation. And that's just a beautiful thing. (laughs) That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.